I hear a lot of talk about old-time great fighters. I hear people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, and my critics will admit that I am the fastest heavyweight in the history of boxing with feet and hands. It may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. This is Raymond, the Biomong Brawler, Reynoso, the first Puerto Rican world wrestling champion. And you're listening to the regular season's podcast. Carrons. How you doing? Yo, TRSS, this is Brian XL, man, House of Glory, online.com. Get your tickets for June 17th and August 19th. Hello, hello. This is TNA Superstar EC3, and you are listening to TRSS. Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. Best Buy is now dead to me from here on out or until they have a great sale on something that I really, really need to get. And, and I'm serious until they really, because I, I really need like like a 128 gig SD drive since I just went and purchased the Amazon Fire TV. Because I, since I do a sports podcast, I need a, I need an, an, an additional contraption that can help me to watch sports. And I found a way to enhance the Amazon fire to help me with that. Wink, wink. So going to Best Buy. You would think that mm, they would help me. I go to buy the Amazon TV. I wanted the Amazon TV without the game controller because if I'm going to put games on it, I already have a controller. But no, what do I know? The guy tells me there. He says, "Oh no, they don't make they, you know they don't come like that anymore. Those are discontinued. You have to get the one with the controller." But I just saw on Amazon that they still have it. Oh, no, that's only on Amazon. You have to order it there. Fine. I pay the X amount of money for the Amazon Fire TV with the controller. Fast forward two days later, I had to go back because I'm helping someone else to enhance their experience with the Amazon Fire TV or the stick. And lo and behold... There is the Amazon Fire TV with no controller. 
I told I told the, the the sales rep there. I said, "You have a guy here who's lying to people because apparently he said that they don't make this anymore. You know, they didn't make this anymore." And I asked them to go to the back to see if they had any there, and no, son of a bitch, I was so fucking pissed. Oh, I walked out of there so fucking heated. But in any case, I was still able to enhance my experience with the Amazon Fire TV and as well as enhance my gaming experience because I am now able to play old school games on it as well. Wink, wink. Just holler at me if you guys want to hook up. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the regular season sports cast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santy. And I'm here to bring to you another week of sports news, information, ridiculousness, and goddamn foolishness. And in some cases that I actually might have to be somewhat serious on these on this episode because there's some stuff that went down this past week or two. I know we were off last week. I hope you guys missed us. Big shout out to Rich at RageWorks.net. The man deserves a long awaited vacation so as he vacationed so did we i pretty much laid back enjoyed the fruits of not having to do a show for a week and um i just drank heavily yeah i just i i I was able to put down a few cases of some imported beers drink a little wine you know i was feeling a little a little bit classy I and wanted wanted to escape the moment of life's troubles and stress by sitting back and having a couple of a couple of drinks and playing video games and watching sports and whatever debauchery was going on. We also was able to put in the books a few episodes of Call Me With It's Over with your boy, your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy. So make sure you check that out. Uh episode eight is out now. Check that out at callmewhenitsover.com, as well as all the other shows that you can find on RageWorks.net. Be sure you check that out, as well as everything else that's on that. You got the podcast, you have contests, you have articles, you have content, everything everything up and down the line. Make sure you check out RageWorks.net. Be sure you check us out on social media outlets. at On Facebook, it's at Regular Season Sportscast. To open group page, make sure that you check out the regular season sports. Well, at regular season sports on Instagram, make sure you check out our Twitter at RWJ Santi, as well as the YouTube page. Subscribe to that. The regular season sports cast, which is funny. I had a video up there <laughs> last week. Uh, it was uh, doing a review, a uh, uh, what, you, what you call a reaction video, as what they, as they say in the YouTube universe. Doing a reaction video to the Ricochet and Will Ospreay match in New Japan. And lo and behold, it was taken down. I don't know why mine was taken down when everybody else and their mother, you could still pull up the video and it's there, but whatever. It was cool. I was still getting I was still getting some uh, some subscribers and uh getting views anyway. But most likely what I'm gonna do is I'll um probably release it in another way, shape or form, maybe just use cut video not cut videos and maybe just you know still images just to get it out there but hey, hey 
my first takedown. I popped my cherry. Yay. Everybody, I just popped my cherry. How do you feel about that, guys? Yes. Yeah, all right. You don't have to applaud. No, no, please don't. Don't applaud for me. Thank you. You don't have to go through all that. You really don't because my sound machine's not working. It's not, it's not working right now. Oh, there we go. There we go. Thank you. It's a little bit late, but all right. Well. So, yeah, I want to uh, once again thank you guys. I'm glad for you guys for waiting patiently. This was one of those weeks in which that uh, everything was just building, 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 building up with all stacked information of sports. There's a lot of shit going that was going down. So it was like each and every day I had to like make notes, take them down. You got to see. I'm telling you, you got to look at how I, I'm able to come up with the information uh, uh, to share with you guys. Cause I know a lot of times that a lot of the information is either going to be late because of how the show and when the show is uploaded. And also I got, I want to give you guys something to listen to in which that it's still going to be relevant, but yet you guys can still talk about it. And basically my stuff is just more opinionated than anything. So you guys can actually share and, and I'm probably just passing along information that you've already known or probably want to even you know, have a discussion in your head with me about if you decide to start answering me back, then I know a good place where you could get psych medication because you might be having some mental health issues. But it's good because at least you're talking to me and, and responding back to me. So this past week, uh, I, I I got a little bit more involved in, in into you know social media. Being, I'm starting to get more in tune with Snapchat now. You guys could get me on Snapchat as well. It's called Waterbed Red RW. You guys can follow me there. Uh, it's like being, how can I say this? Being newly single, I've been, you know, I could say I've been single for a few months now. It's, it's, it's a gift and a curse because, of course, it's, it's terrible that you, you know, your, your family has basically just broken up in front of your eyes. But, you know, I still, I'm still, so somewhat have a good relationship with the mother of my daughter and my daughter I see basically every day so we still have a relationship but you're I'm I'm also getting to find a grasp of finding myself again you know I I basically was in a relationship for 10 years you know now I could now I could actually you know have the feeling of watching a sports program without feeling guilty that it's on possibly that other person wanted to see something else you know maybe there was a ronald a ryan reynolds movie that they wanted to see or some tom hardy flick that they wanted to you know embellish it and probably get mental images for later on if you know what i'm talking about it, it now I, I get that freedom that i'll have that restriction of uh, now i could just you know pop the tv on and watch the game put on a wrestling program or whatever I want and, and not have that, that, that have worrying of whether or not someone is being offended by me doing this. But now in social media, since I've been, you know, out of the loop for so long, usually social media for me was just daily post of my common occurrences and the foolishness that I do. I'm not that type of poster that wants to, give you my daily rundown as well you know life sucks and i wish that things could get better for me i'm hoping that you know someone shines a ray of light on me so i can grow and flourish like a new embedded flower in this in the soils of life and it's earth no i'm not that type of dude the shit that i post on social media be facebook and all this shit my personal page is goofy shit 
my Jay Sassy Facebook page, for instance, is all business shit. Everything is just sports related stuff, content and everything there. So, okay. But my personal page is just ridiculous dumb shit that I like to say. For instance, like my recent post was I, I wrote out into the world and I just asked a simple question. Hey, ladies, do you get offended when someone doesn't look at your ass because Basically, I get offended when none of you ladies are looking at my crotch. So, I I just needed to know an answer for that. I have yet to get a response from a lady about that. But feel free to answer if you want. So, as I, as I was saying, now I'm on Snapchat. And Snapchat is weird because, you know, it's the way that it's set up. And you could tell who's who's seen a video or a picture and then you're not you know you're not sure about a response that you're gonna get back i'm probably getting like a snap right now someone's sending me some shit but you know i'm it's it's such a weird weird type of social media thing and then uh, you know you get messages and someone messages you you get it you see it for a moment and then it's gone and you really wanted to look and let's say if you miss something you can't get shit back and i'm like oh then, then you can't even, let's say like in Facebook or Instagram, you can screenshot, say a picture of somebody's boobs or a girl bending over her ass and you don't have to, you know, you won't seem like a creep, but on Snapchat, if you do that, then they'll immediately alert the person that, you know, someone just screenshotted your titties and it's like, oh, and then they show you who did it and it's like, oh, you're a real fucking creep now. Ugh. Then I get blocked, and it's even weirder. But yeah, and then you get the videos. Of, you know, I, I I also I also follow like certain you know Instagramish models or whatever. I don't never I don't ever like their pictures. I never comment on it because they get like a thousand, ten thousand, someone likes and five hundred comments, and it's not like she's gonna look through mine and go, "Ooh, that guy's a fucking winner." And look at the witty shit he said to me. I just like looking at it. And even then, I'm still feeling like, oh, why the fuck am I doing this? I feel, I feel like I need a bath after I watch some of this shit. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm always perplexed on how women, in per se, and especially women who are in certain levels of of entertainment, see themselves. A lot of it, like in Snapchat, all you see is like them selfieing themselves with the dog ears, a doggy face, and then it's that whole full body screen, side boob, ass, crotch, and then back up while they're playing a Drake song in the background. I was just like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But I, you still got me hypnotized for for that moment. Then after a while, I just was like, you know what? I need to unfollow. This is just this is fucking subnoxious. It's just you know, a person I know basically said like. And I'm starting to get some levity to it. <coughs> Excuse me. And it doesn't carry over to all women. This is like a, a nice chunk of women who really need it. A lot of you guys are not entertaining. It's not entertaining to see. Especially with Snapchat. You can't whack off to a 10 second video. Just saying. I, I've tried it. It's, it's not done. It's hard to even go back and play the video again. You just feel like a real dope. I might as well just go on a porn site on my phone and just, you know, pull a putt for about an hour, you know, about 30, 40 seconds. Cause 10 seconds is nice. It's just not enough. So yeah, but other than that, I, it, it was, it, it's Snapchat and like, 
trying to hook up. I'm not even trying to hook up. You know, I, I just, I just want to test the water to see if there's anything out there because you know I'm such a catch. Gorgeous, please. If my personality was my looks, I'll be. I I think I would be maybe John Hurd or uh, well, let me see. Um, I'm talking about uh, the guy who played the elephant man. That's what that, that's what I'm talking about. Any case, so for this week, since we got a lot of catching up to do, I'm just gonna give a quick rundown on what's going on for for the show. Got tons tons going now. We've had uh, some tragic news that which occurred, which I touch upon. Uh, we we lost the greatest of all time. Uh, and we also lost uh, an MMA fighter, which was it was shocking. Not many of us knew that he he was suffering such you know, debilitating health issues. But we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk the NBA Finals as well. We were talking about uh, the NBA president wants to make a ridiculous possible rule change. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. More MMA stuff. A lot of MMA stuff was going down. We got a we, we got a return. We got a returnee coming back to the UFC, making his appearance after being out for about six years. Coming out to UFC 200, uh, there was a announcement at 199, UFC 199, saying that uh, the McGregor and DS fight will be on for UFC 02. We're gonna talk about that. Um, couple of couple of players in the NBA will not be playing in the Olympics. Uh, there was a shooting. We have to average one shooting in the offseason for the NFL. We'll we'll catch up on that. We also have uh, Marshawn Lynch talk. Uh, there's a there's a there's a certain tiger that will not be playing in the U.S. Open, and um, yeah, and, and much much more going on, especially down in, in Turbo Tabloid. Turbo Tabloid got a big big full rundown. We're gonna catch up on that. So, you guys. Be, just be sure, once again, stay tuned with us. This is going to be an extra-packed episode since we catch it up on two weeks off. So please just bear in mind, I'm going to try to condense everything and just get the get the ball rolling. After we come back from this, this break, we're going to go into this week's rant. And I got to really talk to my guys in marketing because right now we've got a new sponsor. I don't know where the fuck they found the sponsor. But I got to say... Once you hear the product, you might be interested. I got the hookup for you guys as well, as well as what you need for your Amazon Fire. Holla at me, and um, just just check this out. You, this this is this is something for your ears to so check it out. Yeah, baby, I'm the man that can get you what you need in all those sexual places, but you need to be rubbed down. And smooth just the way I like it. I don't like putting my hands across a lady and they skin feel like the tongue of a feline. Baby, do you have your skin feel like the dry sands of the Mojave Desert? Do you feel as though that your skin is scathing so much that it's feeling as though salt? It's trickling off your body. Well, you gonna need something, baby. Something that's gonna make you so smooth, so slick, that when you walk, you bust your ass every time you take a step. And that, my friend, my lady, 
my lover, you will be using Shay's Booty Butter. That's right, baby, Shay's Booty Butter. Is that cream to make your skin feel so silky smooth? And as soon as you get on the bed, your ass will slip right off and hit the ground. That's how smooth and silky it feels. Shay's Booty Butter. The booty butter that comes in such exotic scents such as wild strawberry, dark chocolate, fixin' vanilla, and guava. Ooh, baby, Shay's Booty Butter. It's that butter that'll make your skin feel as though you can slip and slide into any region you want. So put your body on top of mine and let me feel that Shay's booty butter. I'm waiting and bring that big old ass to me. And don't forget that Shay's booty butter. Shay's booty butter can be purchased at any Dwayne Reed's, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and your local bodega. Just ask Domingo Mohammed if he has any Shay's booty butter. This commercial is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. This is the national bearded treasure and global bearded icon, John Rondo, and you're listening to the regular season sportscast. This week's rants. See that bell on the street? I beat him before the fight. You'd actually take him on before the fight? Beat him like I'm his daddy. I, I, I make this prediction. This will be the biggest upset in all fighting history, and this will be the easiest fight of my life. The ball is training harder for this fight than any fight in the past. This is Cassius Marcellus Clay. He's young, he's handsome. They know it. He's a poet, a prophet, and many people believe he'll be the next heavyweight champion of the world. I saw Sonny Liston a few days ago, Cash. Ain't he ugly? <laughs> he's, he's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. Well, he told me to bet my life that you wouldn't go three rounds. Well, if you want to lose your money, then bet on Sonny. Oh, uh, may I ask you because this? I'll never lose a fight. It's impossible, tell him. It's impossible. Never lost a fight in your life. That's any of my fans when was the last time they lost. I'm too fast. Champion from I'm the, the king. king. King of the crib. the champ from the crib. Ah! This past week, we lost the, literally the greatest. And it's one of those, it's one of those losses that it affects it affects the person individually but also affects us in humanity and and in our lives because this person was more than an icon this person was a a a living presence a true example of how we have to look at ourselves and look at society and and see what's going on in in the world these days and the way that he looked at it was so polarizing, but yet so optimistic at the same time. And this is just coming from an individual who 
was starting off and just as a boxer and afterwards became such a phenomenon before before such iconic figures and images such as you know Michael Jordan or uh, Hulk Hogan you have Muhammad Ali Muhammad Ali was the embodiment of not only sports not only entertainment but of impactful being and life and just the essence of what we we as 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 a as in cultures and races need to you know recognize and understand that it's not always about just one particular race two particular races it's all about just lives coming together and this is what muhammad ali did you gotta understand muhammad ali had a look like i said michael jordan could go anywhere in the world he could stand in the middle of the mojave desert or he could be somewhere in turkey and somebody would recognize him but muhammad ali was everywhere and everything at that time there was no such thing of a person being like that you gotta you gotta take in consideration that not only as a fighter, but just the, the, the his words, the, his his feelings, his his emotions, and and it was pure. There was no, there was no rhyme or reason not to believe that what this man is saying is not only truth, but it's also what we need to re, to to embody and 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 reflect on. You know, from his stance on going to war being you know and and denying the you know the draft and 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 him becoming more than just the boxer but also becoming uh, a a living testament of what humanity should be about and he he represented it throughout the whole stratosphere different decades and and just he just was the embodiment of what us as in like mankind should just try to strive for he was far way ahead of his his game and this is not even talking about boxing and boxing it was just i mean i was i was you know i was way too young to even have seen a live a, a live muhammad ali match i had saw all the the fights later on in the years i um i i, I even to this day, when I watch some of the videos, it's like you, you got guys that you know, like Floyd Mayweather, who you know try to emulate that type of defense, and then you have you know power punching that came with finesse at the same time. Like Muhammad Ali was the true essence of a fighter, but he also was charismatic. He was drawn to drawing the audience to him. That that was his feeling, and he got that from. Where else from wrestling? And you know, there was there was an interview. He he sat down and and he explained. He said, I, I was watching television program. Wrestling was on, and I saw I saw a man who came into the ring wearing this you know, flowing robe and had this big buxom blonde hair. And he went into the ring. He grabbed the microphone and he says, "I'm beautiful. You people wish you all look like me." And I'm 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 the greatest ever, and you 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 wish that you could have the same. And that individual was gorgeous, George. And he said, 
once I saw that, he says, oh, I'm definitely going to do that because that's that's just who I am. That's my personality as well. And he took it and he ran with it. And his his tireless banters back and forth with Howard Cosell and, and his it's, it's, it's just rise to becoming the greatest ever gives us some hope of a man who had humble beginnings, who found an allegiance to a, a, a group of individuals who not only had his back, but he had their back. And his, his just connection with everyone. And the best standing was that he was also a family man who tried and tried as he could to bring out the best in not only them, but in everyone that was around them. You know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful life that Muhammad Ali led. He lived and uh, we could only wish that we, we could had a portion, a piece of what he lived. That I'm telling you, I believe that we will never see in our day and age, a man of that caliber. And although the physical is gone, the greatest never die. Man, we talking sports and shit. All right. So as we continue on, we, we, there's more fortunate. It was more tragedy on, on, on our table. We, uh, the MMA lost, it's it, one another um, recognizable character in the sport. Uh, this past week, we lost Kimbo Slice, which was a shock because I, I'm not kind of guy that you, know, you you see internet rumors and stuff like that, and you 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 see the of course people are, and the internet everybody's fucking killing somebody. You know, Jamie Foxx was killed one time. Uh, the Rock died, I think, a couple of months ago. But, you know, you start seeing stuff about this and you're like, oh, I'm the type of guy. And I, and I say this honestly, if TMZ doesn't post it, I, I that, that that person ain't dead to me. It wasn't until TMZ you know, proved it that it was gone. And I realized that, wow, it's really he's really gone. Uh, Kimbo Slice passed away from a heart failure. It seemed as though he was prepared. He was waiting for a heart transplant. He uh he, it's 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 sad. He's forty two years old, forty two years young. It makes me think he's only a few years older than me. And once you hear about stuff like this, you start um, reevaluating yourself. I'm like, shit. The fuck do I need to do to make sure that shit doesn't shit like that doesn't happen to me? But it's an it's an unfortunate case. He, um, I remember watching his matches. Well, I can't even say matches. His YouTube videos. And I, I remember the first time I watched it, I went and I got uh, my cousin Blue, who I who I've often mentioned on the show. I sat him down. I said, "Yo, you gotta watch these videos. This fucking guy is crazy." He's talking about. It. I sat there and we watched for like, like two hours. Just videos of him in the backyard and parking lots and just knocking motherfuckers out. It was like, "Holy shit!" And I always said that yo, he needs to be in the UFC or in, or in, MMA, in the MMA. Some type of uh, uh, combat sport, and when he got in, he, he, you know, he was 
somewhat successful, you know, a little lackluster here and there. Seen him at the Ultimate Fighter, you know, he wasn't, you know, he didn't do too well there, but you know, it was still a name. You you, you still had you know, there was a look and presence to him, and unfortunately, we, we this year we lost an, another individual. It's just just seeing him just go off, man. 2016 has been a rough, rough year. Oof, man. Have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sticking with the MMA, we have uh, two big acknowledgments that happened. First of all, I was able to watch uh, UFC 199. I I didn't catch the whole thing. I, I just caught you know um, as much as I can, or as much as I could, because I was uh, doing other things. Amazon Fire Stick. Um, but I was able to watch the Uriah Faber fight, which I'm a fan of Uriah Faber, but he, he he was in over his head on that match. And then uh, I was able to watch the Michael Bispin win, which a lot of people took that as a shock, but I didn't because I've seen his matches before, and the fucking guy is tough. You know, he talks shit, but he, he he's a guy that could back this shit up too. So I wasn't too shocked behind that. But other than that, at the same night, we were able to hear that uh, the Nate Diaz uh, Conor McGregor fight is scheduled for UFC 202, which I I I I guess it's it's I guess it's something that people are looking forward to. I don't know why McGregor is so eager to get this fight over, like right, to get it back on. I don't know what the payoff is for it. I, I don't. I, I guess this is just his way of redemption. If, if you, you, I guess I, I think that's what he's working on. But it's not like I'm not going to watch it. I'll definitely watch it. But I, I just didn't see what was like the big deal for it. I, I maybe I maybe I'm out of the loop. I don't know. No, I'm an excited about guy. I, I love I love MMA. I love watching UFC and stuff like that. But I wasn't I wasn't like that for the in the beginning. I always thought it was. To be honest, I thought it was kind of gay when you see a man wrestling around on the floor half naked. Then I realized I watched half naked men wrestle in a ring, and that's not really you know actual fighting; it's ballet. But okay, so let me get into your, the MMA. So I started watching and stuff, but I, I like I said, I don't see it. I didn't see what was the whole big thing, and for these two guys to square off. Uh, I, I guess the I guess the 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 big build will be to do the trilogy if McGregor is able to uh, get one back on Diaz. So let's see how that happens. So that roll out. Oh, and also we have Brock Lesnar returning to UFC at UFC 200. He'll be fight. He'll be fighting uh, Mark Hunt. I don't know why they threw him in that den against Hunt. I don't, I don't, you could have given him somebody else. Uh, I was probably saying Matt Mitrione, you could have put him in the ring with. That's a little, maybe something else. Maybe you could have found a way to get Overeem back in there, get some redemption from him there. That's it. But Mark Hunt is a dangerous, dangerous fighter. If you've ever seen Brock fight, I got to give it to you. You got to give it to him. The guy's a natural monster. Mark Hunt's hands is fucking ridiculous, and and Brock's hand game is not really that up to par. So he's got to really, really, he's got to be really prepared for this one. You know, he's got to be really 
grinding. I'm gonna see that. He, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that he's gonna most likely go for the wrestling game. But if he's not able to get in and Mark lands one, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be a real tough one. Now on the back end of that is that Brock is still contracted with WWE, so it was basically a trade off. And a lot of people are talking about, well, UFC always frowns upon WWE. They think of it as a joke. It's not really a sport or whatever. But once again, you got to look at the big business of it. You know, that UFC knows where the bread is buttered at. Like, they know that WWE has a big reach. UFC just got into New York. Now, you know, WWE's Benny is a staple. And they have, you know, as much as people don't want to admit it, WWE has a big fan following. So... You know, to be able to, to bank and trade off of that is a good thing. So what what is actually probably proposed for a, a um, was one hand washes the other type thing would be the possibility of getting some uh, females to work at SummerSlam, such as Paige Van Sant. Then you, also the possibility of Ronda Rousey being at WrestleMania. It's 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 a win win for everybody. Really, it really is a win win for everybody. I'm just worried that how the long run will look because for Brock, I know his payoff is gonna be is gonna be a healthy sum of cash, but I'm not sure how it's gonna play off for him in the long run with WWE because. Of course, you could make him look like the the, the super stud, the, the super monster, anyway. Because really, let's look at that. let's look at the roster. Who really can't beat him? If if we were looking at that way, if we would, you know, dis you know dis, take disbelief of, re, of of the the the, the fantasy of wrestling, but um, we got to we got to take consideration. Like, what'll be next? And what will be next is, hmm, I guess Goldberg. Ugh, don't get me started. I I have a lot f- f- to say about that shit. Turnbuckle tabloid. So, in any case, so I, I'm looking forward to UFC 200. It looks like there's going to be a, a, a cool card. They, they they should be pulling out all stuff. And I actually like that how UFC is pulling out the surprises during uh, UFC events, like their big events that they you know they, they make announcements like that. I'm I'm glad to see that. And they should do it more often. It's, it, like once again, it's very wrestling esque. So. Uh, UFC 200 should be should be one for 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 the ages. So the NBA president Adam Silver wants to implement a rule change in which uh, players are not allowed to intentional foul other players who are not well versed in shooting. Free throws. Basically, if somebody is shitty on a free throw line, you can't intentionally foul them. How the fuck are you gonna track that shit? How can you? How can you base that on anything? I, I, I don't. I don't understand how. How are you gonna be able to do that? How, and what are you basing it on? Are you gonna say anybody who has a free throw percentage of under thirty percent, you can't intentionally foul them? How can you police that shit? What are they gonna do? They gonna wear like a fucking scarlet letter of uh, like a a, a a shit emoji? How do how do you fucking? I don't get that. I don't understand you gonna do that. But these are these are the magical uh, 
ideas in which the NBA is coming up with to help police certain things that's going on there. And in other NBA news, Steph Curry has said that he will not be able to make it to the Rio Olympics due to uh, rehabbing his knee after the finals. Looks like he's going to be working on getting uh, getting uh, uh, getting healthy during the offseason as well as LaMarcus Aldridge, who's dealing with finger issues as well. So he will not be able to make the Olympics in Rio. Uh, they're already searching for other potential slot fillers. So be on the lookout for that. And as for the NBA Finals, as of this recording, so far, the Golden State Warriors are up to one. Cleveland was able to bounce back at home, which I figured they would do that. You know, they, they won substantially at home. They lose by 30 in one, win by 30 in the other. I still say Golden State to win it all in six games. But you know the 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 best part about this is that, as well as the Golden State Warriors bench has been playing, which it's it's it seems to always happen like that in the in the finals. Same could be said that Steph Curry is not playing to his caliber, like what's happened in the finals of last year as well. So, but I I'm I'm gonna say that he is going to have some some type of output soon. It's going to happen. You know, Cleveland's been playing him very well. Uh, past uh, The last game they had, they were able to set up some screens in which Golden State should know that they do it as well. But uh, Cleveland was able to put up some, set up some screen against them. And it was, uh, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty tricky for them to get around. But once, like I said, once you play into somebody's house, it's, it's a whole different ball game. So, I see I see I, I see that this is gonna be a tough one, but once again I still have Golden State taking this in six games. We'll see once that that time has come. Jesus And it looks like we have our first shooting in the offseason. Broncos fans. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's just I'm I'm hoping that the Broncos are not going to go down the beaten path of the Dallas Cowboys, but Looks like it's going that way. Defensive player Talib uh, Akib was at a club and apparently shot in the leg. It looks as though he might have shot himself in the leg. It looks like a lot of that stuff is going on these days. You know, I can I you know I know you want to go and you want to hang out. You think it's cool to be with you know hanging out just being with the people and mingling being the vip getting bottled service like yo they're all the way up like it's you know it's it's lit but some of y'all motherfuckers need to stay home and don't carry the peace that's why you get bodyguards and shit like that i understand that you want to be bopping and fucking dancing a panda but son some of y'all need to stay your asses home Especially if y'all don't know how to pull a gun out and you're shooting yourself. Just saying. And I know, and it's funny because I know people who made a mention where it was like, you know, motherfuckers be wearing tight pants nowadays. They can't pull a ratchet out wearing tight pants like that. It might be, it might have a point. Got tight pants on, them shit is down to your fucking, your kneecaps. The, the, the gun is, is, is holstered somewhere between the thigh and the fucking, and the, and the, and the fucking shin. 
you can't probably reach for it properly, so you're getting yourself, you're getting fucking random strays coming out of a, a big ass forty Glock. Like, come on, dog. Like, stay your ass home. Stay the fuck home. And speaking of staying home, another NFL news looks as though all those rumors of Marshawn Lynch making a return to the NFL, uh-uh, not gonna happen. No, mm. he's made it clear that he's enjoying retirement. He's not broke. Of course, it's been highly reported that the man is pretty much he's cheap let's just say it like that he's just cheap he's not spent he still has he still has the first dollar he made from the nfl let's just say that right now he's enjoying life he's he, he went to africa he's opening up some some uh some community centers here and there to help people out in in, in um in urban areas which is a beautiful thing and he's enjoying it he says not ready i say He'll recur. He'll return. He'll come back, but he's not gonna do it now. He, I, I think it's gonna be one of those instances where he does it. It'll probably be, you know, because he's he's he seems to be much more of an introvert. He likes to he likes to stay to himself much, and you know, or, or a small clique that he has. You know, he's he's it's very he's um. A lot of people say he's weird. I mean, that's what you probably say. But you know, it, it, you know, certain people just move away, and it's better that way than going to the fucking club and shooting yourself in the fucking thigh on your ass. So, um, more power to him. So, as Marcel Lynch, he stated, he's enjoying retirement. He's not coming back. He's he's off this set. <laughs> and continue with the NFL, going back to the Broncos. Seems like Von Miller, who has stated, I'm gonna be a Bronco for life. Word, I'm not going nowhere. Seems as though that he, yeah, he might he he might be uh, tasting a little sour grapes right now because apparently he's not happy with the contract that was proposed to him. He was offered a six year deal for one hundred and fourteen point five million. Let me sink. Let me. I'm gonna have you you know sink have that sink into you. Oh my God! Six years. One hundred and fourteen million. Oh, excuse me, point five million. You're a defensive player. Six years, one hundred fourteen million. Oh, excuse me, point five million. Whoo, yeah. All right, buddy. I'm I'm just wondering who is going to offer him more, and if you do offer him more. He's better be he's better be out there selling uh, uh, commemorative jerseys, popcorn, the the brochures and the, and the, the calendars for the set team he's gonna be playing for. He's better be he's on the phone during the week taking ticket sales. He's doing all that shit for anything more than one hundred and fourteen point five million. So Von Miller, good luck with that, buddy. the truth and finally we're just gonna say what the fuck has happened to tiger woods apparently he is not going to be able to participate in the u.s open seems as though he's suffering from still having back troubles oh how the mighty has fallen what the fuck is going on with tiger man ah man it's it's this is this is a guy who 
we 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 saw that was going to be breaking so many records, which he's had. He's broken. He's broken a lot. Broken a lot of it, but apparently he's breaking his back and his ass too because he's he can't cut it. Now, mind you, I I golf. Not I'm not. I don't golf all the time. I'm not hitting the fucking driving range like that. But I've I've I've, I've shot a few rounds before. How much golfing do you do that you have that your back fucking hurts? I, I, me, I don't know. I don't. I don't see where the injuries are coming from. I maybe because I'm not. Maybe because I'm not the power hitting. Uh, maybe because I don't tor- like torque my back the way certain. I don't. I don't see. I don't know where. I've never hit a ball and went ah. Uh, I think I. Uh, ruptured a disc or my pinched nerve or my sciatus kicked I, i've never i don't know i don't know maybe maybe may stuff i don't i'm not i'm not aware of but it, it just it just sucks to see that tiger is not on the prowl <laughs> you saw what i did there right you saw that you saw what i did there right you like that In any case, so Tiger will not be participating in the U.S. Open, and not sure if he's going to be participating in any other big tournaments for the upcoming year. So I'll keep you guys abreast on that situation as well. Also, just quickly, the San Jose Sharks is still in it. They were able to defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're going to Game Six. So, if you guys are hockey fans, I don't know who to pick in that one, but. Pittsburgh was. I don't want Pittsburgh to win because they knocked out my Rangers. So fuck them. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right, guys. This will lead us into what is going to be Turnbuckle Tabloid. We are jam packed with Turnbuckle Tabloid. Uh, just be, just be, if you're a wrestling fan, you're gonna love it. If you're not a wrestling fan, just listen to it anyway because it's still fun shit to talk about. Anyway, maybe it could rekindle something that you knew from years ago. There's some stuff in there that will enlighten you and probably bring you back to the fold. But. Uh, we're talking a lot of stuff. Talking the the Ricochet and Osprey fight, which, by the way, I gotta tell you, shout out to Amazing Red. If you guys don't know who Amazing Red is, is real. I, I, look, go to YouTube and look up Amazing Red. A lot of stuff that was going on in that match. I'm just gonna say that, just like Jay Z pays homage to Big, these guys. Without knowing it, was paying homage to Amazing Red. So shout out to them, and shout out to. Uh, Speaking of amazing red, shout out to House of Glory who's having a big a big event. Uh, this upcoming Friday will be the seventeenth, June seventeenth. They have a big event, uh, Beyond Wrestling versus House of Glory. That is their uh, it's 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 a mashup, if you will. It's gonna be it's gonna be something big. I've I've not seen Beyond Wrestling yet. I've only seen I haven't seen them live. I've only seen them on uh on uh, youtube videos and such like that it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i'm I mean, i'm really looking forward to seeing that of course the regulars which is my peoples we're gonna be in a building for that so be sure that you guys check them out that is going to be on june 17th i'm just trying to get the, the full rundown for you guys of what and where is going to be at you can be sure you can check uh tickets are available at hogwrestling.net that's where you can get tickets at uh, bell time is at 8 p.m. It's at NYC Arena. 
The address is, if you're in the New York City area, it's, uh, it's at 9112 144th Place in Jamaica. You know, st- tickets are still available for 20 bucks. Bell time is at 8. Doors open usually around 7 o'clock. They've been, I usually give them shit about it, but so far they've been, they've been on point with that the past couple of events. So, you know, I'm not going to give them shit, but check them out at hogwrestling.net to full lineup and full cost to so check that out. So yeah, guys, just stick around. Turnbuckle tablets coming your way and, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Whatever corny shit. Right. Check in a minute. This is the rogue Anthony Gangone and you're listening to the regular season podcast. <sighs> extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. And enough uh, of the what you coulda, the what you woulda, the what you shoulda done <laughs> to avoid the unbeatable dogs and undefeatable too. <laughs> we had enough. Of the what you coulda, the what you woulda, the what you shoulda done to avoid the unbeatable dots and undefeatable two. We had to go and we're prepared for war. So with all the catch up that we have to do for this week's episode of TRSS and this segment of Turnbuckle Tablet, I gotta tell you a lot, a lot of shit went down. A lot of shit went down. From the Brock Lesnar to UFC to, you know, injuries that occurred. And it, it, there's a lot of movement and stuff that's going on in, in wrestling. But we forward and I just got to check in with this past week's uh, Raw review. And I and I, I, I got to tell you, with, with the preparation of what's going on with the brand split and what what's happening with 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 gms and rosters management for all the rumors that's being said and done i'm i people are just being impatient of how this is all going to be set up you gotta understand when it comes to the new era there is a big movement that's happening you just don't transition to anything so quickly because what happens if you do it big you're gonna fuck it up and that's what wwe has been known to do on many occasions they 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 have something that can be go take for instance the whole invasion aspect with wcw and wwe what happened it was supposed to be something that could be something monumental and they dropped the ball on it you got to take into consideration things are going to be a slow grinding process and if you pay attention as you you people deem yourselves to be wrestling fans if you're not gonna just rather watch the product for what it is if you want to look at the foresight of what's to come understand that there's chess pieces there's movements that's occurring that that are are going to make the next era of the WWE occur. Before I get into that, I just want to give you as my raw recap. I got to tell you, raw has been raw. It's been stagnant. I it's been I can say it, it, it's like if you're on a lake and you're waiting, let's say you're you're, you're white water rafting, let's put it that way. And you're waiting for the big area of the, 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 
the the the, the, the clashing of the rocks on the the, the 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 wild grades of waves and stuff like that. It doesn't happen consistently. It comes at certain points of the ride. I've I've gone whitewater rafting before, so I know. But you have to wait for the excitement to occur. And right now, that's what's happening with WWE, with Raw. And you're, you're, you're getting the calm and somewhat exciting moments that click in small bursts of, of, of excitement. It's there, but it's not the high caliber that you want for each moment. So let's take... Let's take in let's take into consideration what happened this past week at Raw. I'm not gonna go into the previous week because there's no need for it. The only thing I can say about the previous week is I can say that the whole uh AJ Styles John Cena thing, spot on. Beautiful. Done. It, it, it's what it's supposed to be. WWE really doesn't want to pull the trigger on Cena being healed, but okay. Now the debate is who should be healed first, Cena or Roman Reigns. At this point, who cares? It, it, it's really gotten to the point that who gives it, who gives who, who really gives a fuck about that because you have so many other players that are uh, that can take the mantle of a heel role that it doesn't even matter if if person A or person B takes it. But let's continue. We get the opening of the show, and like you know, you, you guys know that I don't, I don't do, I don't do play by plays for everything. I'll give you the, my high, high points and low points, and that's it. Opening of the show, you have the all the participants of the Money in the Bank. They're all sitting on ladders, which is okay. It's it's cool. It's the opening of the scene. It's better than uh, the the typical Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon opening of the shows. Whatever you want to do. Which I don't know why WWE wants to continue to stick to that shit, but okay, fine. That's their model for now. Hopefully, that changes later. But now you have all the all the contestants, combatants, whatever you want to call them, for the Money in the Bank sitting on ladders. By the way, Jericho sitting on the top of his ladder was fierce. You should have seen how he was. He's up there. He was more casual and presentable to anybody. That fucker was flamboyant as ever. He was fierce. So with that being said, of course, Kevin Owens cuts the, the best promo out of everybody. And you actually have a good stable of constituents up there that actually could cut promos. Owens cuts a promo. Dean could cut a promo. Jericho cuts a promo. As much as you could give shit to Alberto Del Rio. Oye, perros. Whatever. But he, he'll cut. He's in the, he, he could cut a promo. Sami Zayn gets a lot of shit, but Sami cuts a promo. I don't know why they give Cesaro shit. I think Cesaro does a hell of a job, but I'm like, he's fine. But you have you have guys out there who could do what it is. But Kevin Owens was the star of that segment. Fast forward to Teddy Long coming out. I get what they're going with what what with, with that. It's because now I can see a pattern to where a lot of individuals who's possibly uh, either been involved in SmackDown or general manager of SmackDown. Hell, 
probably next week you'll see Paul Heyman pitch to be the next general manager of SmackDown. Hell, you might even see Eric Bischoff come out, even though he might not have had any ties with, with SmackDown. But since he has a program coming out on the WWE Network, he'll come out and say, although I have not run SmackDown, maybe I can be a part of something because I did a great job on Raw, whatever. I get it. But you put Teddy Long out there and Teddy was, ooh, shit. <laughs> I don't think he read the script. You might have needed a teleprompter with him. He didn't know where the fuck he was. I love Teddy, but he was way over his head on this one. If you didn't see it, I'm not going to play the audio. Look it up. Do it on yourself. But Stephanie had to come out for the save, and it looked like she was even fucking. It was like trying to to save a boulder from drowning. It was terrible. But in any case. It was put together and they tried their best to salvage what was basically a sinking ship. Nah, you had you had the Seth Rollins uh, vignettes promo videos discussing his comeback and why he's going against uh, Roman Reigns discussing. I never lost the title. I had to give it up. Blah, 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 blah. Understandable. But you gave Roman the opportunity to look somewhat of a better face, but you actually made Seth look more like the face. I don't, I don't know if you get it, but if you look at the vignette about it, first of all, it was way too long. You killed about 10 minutes of wrestling time for that. It was way too long. Same thing with the Roman Reigns vignette is way too long. It just, it, 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 just seemed like way too much time filler. You could have you could have put at least one or two matches in there doing those vignettes, but it was way too long. But you're making Seth as much as you want to draw the heel, and as much as he he was trying to get the heat, you're actually making him look like a a a, a face guy and a fan favorite. I'm just saying. But with that, I, I'm still interested in how this is going to play out. I'm going to I'm going to tell you my thoughts about it at the end of all this of what I want to see happen at the Money in the Bank which will be somewhat interesting. Then you have um you had Charlotte come out later on during the show and she was cutting her promo which by the way she's actually drawing a lot more heat than a lot of male wrestlers are supposed to be drawing heat. That's another story in general. But she garnered a lot of heat with that promo she did against her father. Then you pull it back by saying that, oh, it wasn't anything personal. I still want you at family functions. I'll still have dinner with you. I just don't want you to be with me professionally. No, 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 no. Somebody in the back made a call to say that they didn't want to make her look bad. I don't care what anybody tells me. That's exactly what it was. They didn't want her to make her. They didn't want to make her look that venomous. Or like I mentioned earlier, they didn't want to make her look like that much of a cunt, whatever. But in all honesty, that's what it is. You. You should have worked on it 
pined on it. And then if you wanted to do the pullback, do the pullback after a couple of matches. Make 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 Rick make her do the pullback. Make Rick bring his heat on her or his or his animosity to her for her. Make him make him be a part of the storyline where she loses a couple of matches and then she can say, Well, no, 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 it wasn't like that. That's that's how you do you don't just automatically just pull it back. It it, it looks it looks like bad storytelling. Then you also had the Enzo Amori speaking of bad storytelling, the Enzo Amori big cast match which angled with uh the Vaud villains. As always, Big Cass and, and Enzo get the big pop. And they cut a hell of a promo. Uh, they, 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 they addressed and, and acknowledged uh, Muhammad Ali and such, which was fantastic. And, of course, bars on top of bars when it comes to the, those promos. But you have a match that leads into it. And then you also... After the match is going on and such, that you... You you could you you put Enzo in a position where you put him in the same spot in which he was injured over a month ago. That's tacky. That is just that is just tacky. I don't. I, I mean, I I guess I want to. I I don't. I don't. Oh no! I, I don't see it. I really don't see why that's necessary. You could have done something else extra to get the whole big cast. I turned into an angry monster and power the shit out of everybody moment. But why? Re- and granted, there's certain instances, and mainly, and mainly a lot of instances where wrestlers don't go through their agents or go through the bookers to do certain actions that occur in the ring. They call certain spots on their own. They call it out there. So maybe we could say that this is a reason why this occurred. But if somebody in the back called that, very, very tacky. Very, very tacky. You could you could associate that with the page shout out and call out on Charlotte with the addressing of the uh, the, the suicide of Ric Flair's son. You could address it to that. It's, it's just very, very tacky. Very drawn out. Very, very ridiculous. Unnecessary. Gotta tell you, that um, AJ Styles promo with John Cena, that, 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 that exchange, fucking brilliant. It was so fucking awesome. Oh, that's one I should look up. I really, I, I should look that one up because that's the one that, you know, you really don't want to go behind the curtain and and and, and, and use terminology that the fans shouldn't know about. But, of course, we know about it already, but. There's certain things that we we shouldn't say or know about, but 
just the just the reference of him saying the the, the shovel and uh, you're gonna. Uh, guys like you bury us oh my god it was so spot on and fucking brilliant and it's true it's basically saying now I gotta put you on check because I gotta let you guys know that this is what occurs when you're dealing with a man like Cena hold on let me see if I can draw it up right now because I had a plan And that plan was to get in the ring with you, shake your hand, look you right in the eyes, and punch you right in the face. And it worked to perfection. You insult me, John Cena. Not with what you're doing now. No, no, no. That's what you do. You're great on the mic. That's what you do. You're great on your little morning shows and your late night shows, your movies, not necessarily the ones you star, but your cameos are very entertaining. Oh, no. But you insult me every time that bell rings. Isn't that awesome? And I know, I know, John, it burns you up inside that even on your best day, you can't beat me. You stupid. Hey, I'll tell you the same things I told my kids when they asked, Dad, why haven't you ever wrestled John Cena? It's simple. John doesn't want to be in the ring with me because I would run circles around him. I got to tell you, AJ Styles has been given a lot of shit because they say that he's not a man that that can cut a promo. Apparently, these ass wipes have not seen him on TNA. And I I guess he gets a lot of shit because, you know, he's a a southerner and he has an accent and he can't come over as sounding intelligible or seeming as deemed to be someone who could be a threatening. Yeah, apparently a lot of my motherfuckers ain't never been in the South and never heard anybody who could be threatening down South. Be a minority and go down South to see a southerner speak. But in all honesty... Let me progress. Hold on. You, you'll hear the rest of this, especially when Cena kicks in. I see a man who worked two decades to try to make it, make it on the grandest stage of them all, and then finally was a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble and did nothing. <laughs> and then was gifted an opportunity at the WWE Championship and failed. Oh, my and God. And then failed again. And instead of being a real man, shaking it off, dusting it off, and getting right back in the action, you started to second-guess yourself. Because every one of the little cronies you've been surrounding yourself for the last 20 years have been saying, you're God's gift of sports entertainment. But you get here and you're a bust. So you look to the one guy, the one guy you think you can take me out, it's going to save your ass. You can walk around these halls with your head held high and say, I belong here. Dude, that's not phenomenal. That's freaking desperate. I want to make something clear with you right now. 
You couldn't get past Roman Reigns and now you picking a fight with John Cena? You do not know who you're dealing with. I got to tell you, Cena, although he is, of course, he's going to be known as the, the, the man on the microphone at WWE. And this was his moment to really shine and show himself off. When it came to the next level, this is what you got. Wrestle John Cena and lose. It's time to get out the shovels because guys like you bury guys like me. And these two right here, well, they're my insurance policy. They're going to make sure that AJ Styles' head stays above ground. (laughs) John, you have no idea. Oh, my. I got it. it, It's... It's fact, though. It is factual. This is what happens when you want to see two individuals that you wanted to see butt heads for the longest time go onto the stage and become the dream match you've been looking to that you've only been able to do on on on, on video games and such. You're supposed to pull out all the cards, and this is what you're supposed to do. And for people who says that AJ Styles can't cut a promo, Oh, he showed his ass that night. He really did. I really want to see how this 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 whole culmination of this angle burns. I, I I'm hoping it, it it pulls out and it goes to SummerSlam. Hell, I hope it goes even longer than SummerSlam. If it's done properly, it will be even better. Through it all, I gotta tell you, Raw was the Raw was like I said, Raw was pretty decent. It's the calm before the storm. Uh, it leads up to what's gonna happen in the next couple of, the next couple of weeks. Uh, I I was off and on with watching NXT. I haven't seen the NXT uh, DN yet. I haven't I haven't watched it fully. I started watching it. Got to tell you, from what I have what I've seen, the match that I saw that actually was the most captivating was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Austin Aries match. I also I I I also I can also see that we can see a lot of our NXT wrestlers leaving sooner than we think. It looks like as though they are about to get them prepared for the 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 the, the brand split. It, it looks like they're gonna start. It's either that or there's gonna be some kind of once again invasion type of storyline. And if it's done, I only pray that it's done properly. I only pray for that. Because apparently with NXT, they're, they're, they they want to have a clean slate and bring in some new talent, which is I think is a good idea. There's certain individuals who need to either need a revamp or a uh, reevaluation of what they are going to be in NXT. You're either going to be bumped up to the main roster or... You're gonna go, so we're gonna see how that go, how that moves along. A quick rundown of a lot of happenings that I wasn't able to get upon due to the week off. The titles O'Neill push against Rusev. I love it. I I think it's it's basically just a um, 
is basically a, a golden ticket since WWE felt that how they handled the Titus O'Neil situation after his whatever interaction with Vince McMahon and the 60 day suspension. This is their this is their way of uh, revising it. You're 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 missing out on the fact that Titus is a guy who has been a company guy, and not for the fact that he he's a company guy to be bred that way. He's a company guy because it's natural to him. He's a he's a he's a community based individual. He wants to give back, you know. So so to put him in something like this. To give him the opportunity, oh, he's gonna get the strap. He's gonna get the United States Championship, and then he he might even bring some legitimacy to it, as you've been trying to get legitimacy to the Intercontinental Belt. But you put Titus out there, give him the belt, have him go around with it, doing his 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 his, his um community service tours, whatever. It makes it, it he's a, he's a good representative of that. Let him rock. He might not get it in this upcoming pay per view, but it's a build up to which he'll get a back until they want him to to get the belt. I see, I see good things coming this way for him. On the other side, the Darren Young, Bob Backlund thing. Ugh, this is a disaster in the making. There's nothing good coming forward from this. Nothing. The only thing good I see for this is that the first match, all this um, pop and circumstance of make Darren Young great shit happen. He loses. He goes to Bob Backlund and he fucking beats the shit out of him afterwards. That's the only thing good that comes from this. Because other than that, this is just terrible, terrible fucking booking. Horrible. WCPW promotion. For those of you who know what that is. A lot of you who don't know who that is, but WCPW is basically what culture pro wrestling. If you don't know what what culture is, what culture is a YouTube episodic uh, subscription page that covers everything from entertainment to wrestling. And wrestling in point is basically WWE, but they expand themselves and they talk about other parts of wrestling as well. I'm a subscriber. I follow it. I watch it. I love it. I love watching what culture. I don't know all aspect. I was shocked to learn that they are now putting together a promotion. I thought it was very tongue in cheek. I thought it was something in which that it was just a joke. But to be honest and to be factual, they are doing a actual promotion. They they have a they have a card coming up soon. Their main card is coming up in which they'll have their their first big lineup. Jay Lethal is involved as well as they're based out of, of England, so uh in Great Britain. So a lot of their cards are coming out of there. So for you to get tickets, you gotta make sure that you're you're based in that area. But other than that, they have the backing and it seems as though you know, a, this is this is coming to be a thing to where you don't need to have a big uh, uh, support or, or 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 backing from contributors to do this. It seems as though that they're doing this on their own from what monies and fundings they get from YouTube. So they're able to start their own promotion. 
And like I said, very tongue-in-cheek. They're going to have uh, episodes, which will be free on YouTube. And I'm very, very intrigued on how they're going to do this. If you guys have not watched any of the What Culture episodes dealing with WWE, so check it out. I I totally, I, I don't do free advertisement. These guys have enough fucking subscribers to do it on their own. But check it out because they actually have individuals who p- put together good bookings how wwe should have booked this or how they should book this or check it out it's i'm i'm interested to see how they're gonna put this together so check it be sure to check out what culture subscribe i'm a fan i only support stuff that i i'm a fan of It, it, it passes the time when i'm at work the rock is considering going into politics I'm going to leave that at that. I'm I'm not even going to talk about that. We also have, <laughs> I'm looking at my rundown here. Of this, to, I, I just skip over because there's certain things that are, that would take longer for me to go into than usual, but I'll just skip down. Uh, NXT's Elias Sampson was injured. He's apparently he injured his leg during a recent live event. Uh, we expect him to have a speedy recovery because from what is being told, it looks like he's going to be a big, big individual to look for within NXT as a top heel. They like him. They like his look. They like the way that he comes across. So hopefully we have a uh, a speedy recovery on his end, especially with the new turnaround that's going to happen in NXT. He's going to be one of those that they're going to look out to help that heel side of their promotion. Now, uh, let me see where I could go with this. Okay. In TNA, there was a (laughs) happening that went on. I don't care about anything else that was going on in TNA to the past. I mean, I watch it casually, but it's not one thing that I follow heavily because I love the wrestling. But just the just the story arcs about it have been eh. it, it 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 bothers me because TNA has such such potential to be something, but there's always that lingering of 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 a failure of <laughs> failure happening. But let me let me. Let me just tell you this past this past week they had a lead up to Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy's uh, championship match at Slammiversary, and I gotta tell you, don't care. I really don't care about another Hardy matchup. It, I thought that when WWE did it, it was actually a better storytelling because of uh, Jeff's addiction and Matt's willingness to ca- uh, capitalize on it, where he could have been the 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 better brother per se, but I'm not a fan of seeing brothers go at it. I'm more, I'm more of a fan of just as if you look at ring of honor, where if the Briscoes go at each other, it's one of those things to where, uh, it's more of sportsmanlike than of anger and such. I, it's just me. I don't know, but I gotta say the, Just the music alone pisses me off. 
Listen, I don't care what happens to you, okay? But whatever the hell it is, I'm not sticking around. And this is my proud Latina Boricua who's part of this. I can't talk to him. Spud can't talk to him. Like okay, I'm mommy. I'm done with you. I'm done with Matt. I'm done with all of this. Done. Just Los dos pendejos. Ya yo me voy. By the way, if you haven't seen it, just you you can go to YouTube and check it out. It's it's, it's there. Matt just looks like a magician. He looks as though like he's gonna make doves fly out of his sleeves. Jeff looks like he's being held against his will to do this, but in all honesty, he's probably the one that probably produced this shit. It's so bad that it's good. Like it's one of those bad. It's it's like one. Of, it reminds me of uh, like, uh, on a Sunday afternoon when there's not a movie that you need to watch, and one of those horrible movies comes on, but you don't want to change the channel. It's like it's my Ricochet. If you ever watched a Denzel Washington movie, Ricochet with Ice T and John Lithgow, oh, it's so bad that it's good. This is what this is. I'll give you another snippet of it. But this is not the appropriate place to handle this. We must go to the sanctuary of our genesis. Oh, no. This must all end where it all began. Follow me. Ufa. Oh, and it's so shitty. Like, oh, they use like drone cameras, and oh, it's so shitty. Oh, they. It's so bad. But it's mesmerizing because you you don't really realize how bad it, it is until like the second or third time you watch it and you bring yourself into look at it again. And you go. I can't stop watching this. This is uh, this then. It culminates into some makeshift ring they have in a bar for a contract signing, and uh, Rebby Sky throws a fake baby at Jeff. Uh, then the t- the table that's used for the contract signing is used for uh, a a spot, and you can even you can even tell that the, the I don't even think the table was gimmicked. It it it, it looked like those if you're if, if it looked like a table that your grandmother has in their house, not for dinner, but it has like the the figurines and statues on it, it's god awful, god awful. But it's <laughs> look it up, man. I, I I'm I'm just saying it, it's one of those one of one of those promos that as as terrible as it is, you can't help but laugh and talk shit about it. And by the way, the whole Matt Hardy look. It's it's so eighties. You need to you need to move on, sweetie. Also on the scene, WWE and Two K has released that on WWE Two K seventeen. The big announcement was in the hatch. Was the unveiling of for the pre order is Goldberg. I left the I left the empty space there because I, I wanted you guys to uh, understand my displeasure for it. On the pre-order is Goldberg. Yeah, 
I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I'm really not. Of course, in in the WCW era, when Goldberg had the street, he got all the shit. It was fucking. It was cool. He came in. Oh, you're gonna bust somebody up. Done. Oh shit, do jackhammer. Oh. Spare. Oh shit. Whatever. Whatever. Fuck. That was that era. They pumped up the the undefeated streak, whatever the case may be. But then, after I learned about the whole premise of what Goldberg really is and who he is, whatever, it's like, ugh. And you watch the matches, he really can't fucking wrestle. He's stiff because he's a dick. He doesn't care about wrestling. He's not a wrestling guy. I could take that from Brock because at least Brock Brock Lesnar is a guy that he takes wrestling for what it is but at least he's able to put people over. Goldberg is just a pure dick. He's just an asshole about his shit. And now you're giving him an opportunity to make money off of this. Like you're, you're, you're giving him that opportunity to once again make money. Now, if you peep the commercial for it, after the whole the pop circumstance of him being escorted to the police car and all this shit, if you look in the window clearly, it says now entering Suplex City. That's interesting. That that I I'm that that's pretty interesting to me. I I hope that leads to something because with Brock entertaining UFC two um two hundred and then coming back for SummerSlam and you know maybe there's a standoff between the two. Maybe they could rectify and fix what occurred in their WrestleMania match. That's intriguing to me, but it's once again. I'm not a fan of WWE catering to these individuals who don't give a fuck about wrestling, who don't give a fuck about the product. That just annoys me. I, I, I'm, I'm, and there's, there's even audio. There's a recording, there's video of him saying he would never work with WWE because Vince is a piece of shit. And then you go out and get him. Ugh. Whatever. I, I like I said, it, it it's just I'm not a fan of it at all. I really don't know which one I wanted to close with. I was tossing it up, but I I guess I will close with the latter of my decision. The first the this one that I'm gonna be closing up term terrible tabloid if the first one is uh I put up a video on YouTube with the Ricochet and Will Ospreay match, which was taken down because I put the match up. <laughs> it was fine. This is cool because apparently everybody and their mother had it up there, but my video is which was I did audio over it. I was reviewing it. I was doing a reaction video, but mine got taken down. And there's countless other countless other videos up there about it, but whatever. Any case, uh I just gotta say that there was a lot of backlash about uh from individuals about it saying that it wasn't a wrestling match, it wasn't a considered something that had a great storytelling. Apparently, wrestlers such as Vader thought that it was like a spot monkey match. It was there was there was no wrestling, which I'm shocked because he's worked in Japan, so he knows how it works over there. But whatever. 
just a quick synopsis of it. Watch any any Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio match. Watch it. Any match in WCW for the cruiserweights. Watch it. I didn't think I heard anybody bitch about that shit. By the way, Ricochet, you're my guy. I hope to see you in WWE soon. Will Ospreay, dude, you're fucking awesome too. I hope to see you around soon. That match, I'm not going to say it's match of the year type quality, but if you could spot a botch anywhere in that match, hit me up about it because I didn't see it. And I thought that there was a lot of storytelling, especially for what venue it was. You were in the, the you, you 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 were in a tournament mode type match. I think that match held a lot of water. I'm just saying. And to close out, which was my you know, debate of what I wanted to finish with this past week in Jersey, there was a. Survival of the fittest type deathmatch tournament with a John Danzig, John Danzig going up against Joey Janela, which I've seen Joey Janela and I've met him. We had pleasantries before at House of Glory and they had their makeshift deathmatch type going on for a promotion that's going on out there. Uh, John Danzig was formerly from uh, CZW. I believe he was one of the uh, originators and creators of that promotion. But I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, and, and they got a lot of media attention, a lot of fanfare, which more power to them. That's what you're supposed to do, especially if you're starting up a new promotion somewhere. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do something that people are going to draw attention to. As for me, I'm not a fan of that shit. I fucking hate. I I'm I I can't stand that fucking light bulb flaming, uh, board through the nails, uh, nail excuse me nails through the board fucking type of. Re- it's, I'm not a fan of that shit. Especially if you want to do it, ex- you jump off the top of a of a of a rooftop. Into a truck that's on fire and has light bulbs and it's not that's not wrestling to me. That just is just it's an it's 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 a scene from a bad fucking B movie. A horrible B movie. It's not wrestling. It's just it's it's violence for the sake of being violent for me. That's just what it is for me. If if it's and, and you you'll say oh I could be a hypocrite because I I enjoy like the Hell in a Cell matches or or, or semi hardcore matches or whatever or Mick Foley jumping or getting thrown from the top of a Hell in a Cell. Let me tell you that is done for the for the sake of said moment match because it's hardly ever done for said promotion. But if you're doing this. It's it's it, there's no for me there's no I'm not even a fan of 
like those exploding ring matches or those barbed wire matches. I'm not a fan of it. It's you know, it's not my lane. Just as the the Ricochet and Osprey match is not certain individuals type of matches, fine. That's that's not their type of thing. But this thing where it's back body dropping individuals on syringes or taking a hacksaw to the bridge of somebody's nose, that's not wrestling to me, man. That's just that's just being shocking for the sake of being shocking, and I'm not a fan of that shit. Uh, so I'm not even gonna address you to go like check it out because you probably have seen it already. Because ESPN and other sports or somewhat sports channels who frown upon wrestling as a sport, but yet would show their fucking videos of shocking shit like that just for fucking just for views. Well, it is ridiculous. And Joey Janelle, like I said, he's he's posted on his Twitter that uh, his Twitter is saying that he's he's done with death matches. He's going back to wrestling <laughs> invisible people and women and women, which is pretty cool. But other than that, like I guess I'll leave it at that. That shit was just god awful. And what do you know? We got a couple haters, couple haters. And before I close out Turnbuckle Tablet, I must mention that I did watch NXT take over uh, the end, which has to be the most uh, shittiest name for a NXT takeover. Terrible. I don't know if people in creative were just bored and really didn't have anything to come up with, but apparently it was supposed to mean the ending of the old chapter of NXT and begin the new chapter because allegedly 70% of the roster is prepared to go up to the main roster. So now they're ready to start bringing up those who are in developmental or other indies into the fold. Apparently, but you know, you could have come up with a different name, like, I don't know, last chapter or the second act or something. I don't know. The end just seemed like, because it had everybody on the internet losing their fucking mind thinking that, oh my God, NXT's finished. It's over. They're not going to do it anymore. All right, calm the fuck down. They, they know where their bread is, but they pretty much know that the fan base is larger at NXT. They're not getting rid of it yet. But for the NXT takeover of the end, I got to tell you, it was pretty decent for me. Uh, I thought it was, it was more of a condensed show for me. It didn't seem like there was a lot of things going on, like in, you know, the takeovers in Brooklyn and Dallas where they just seemed something on a larger scale. It seemed like there was more activities going on. But still, it was one of those things that they were still entertaining. NXT still provides great content, especially when it comes to these specials. The the opening match, I, I thought it was weird that Ty Dillinger was paired off with uh, El Cien, the, the, the new Mexican star who now comes in without a mask. And he kind of looks like... To me, it reminds me of a Spanish PJ Black. I don't know. It just he uh, just had that look to me. Uh, Justin Gabriel, for you guys who don't know who PJ Black is. So the match was decent. I thought it was a really good start off, uh, what you would call a curtain jerker for for those who are in the new. I just thought it was a weird pairing to put uh, Ty Dillinger with him because the guy is so super over. He is the NXT equivalent of Dolph Ziggler. And, you know, it's funny because Dolph Ziggler is just Dolph Ziggler. Now you got Ty Dillinger in there. So it's weird. Uh, the tag team match for the titles, for the NXT tag team titles, the arrival, uh, excuse me, the revival versus the uh, 
uh american alpha it was fantastic i loved every moment of it it was it was great storytelling you, know, you had so many moves you still you know you had you you had the revival who were able to be able to pull off these these tandem double team moves but yet still look gritty and rough you had uh, american alpha who were just con- consistently consistently the the elite tag team not only of nxt but also a wwe in the whole i have a feeling their call up is coming really really soon especially with the brand split thought the match was very telling and forecasting of what it is to be and for the revival to get uh a crack at their second title run was was actually a good look for them and then we have the arrival of a new tag team the authors of pain once again i don't know who's coming up with this shit that's a odd name to come up with the abbreviation i guess will be tap yeah so um the 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 compelling thing for me was not only that you bring in these heavyweight tag tag team that came in that that pretty much looked like powerhouses but how is it that Paul Ellering comes out and no one in the NXT crowd knew who the hell he was he was just inducted in a hall of fame just a few years ago Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, Ring a Bell, they had a manager. Ring a Bell? No? Uh, whatever. So, I mean, it, 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 that was a weird moment for me. The Austin Aries Nakamura match was amazing. The crowd singing Nakamura song was quite. It was quite funny, but it was also really cool. I I thought. The back and forth of Austin Aries and Nakamura told a great story as well. It, it it was up there with Zayn and Nakamura, but not because I thought the Zayn Nakamura match was slightly slightly better. But the Austin Aries Nakamura match was something that had some type of equivalent in in, in chemistry there. The Death Valley driver on the on the outside ring apron was spot on. Uh, the, even the finish, it didn't hurt either one. Both seemed to get over very, very well. I know everybody was was hoping for a Austin Aries heel turn, but for me, I don't care either way because the dude is fucking dope to me, regardless. So he could be a heel face; it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. He's he's dope. Uh, next up on the play was the uh, Asuka versus Nia Jax match for the NXT Women's Title. It, it, it was all right. Uh, it it wasn't that it was bad. I, I don't think it was. I, I, it was good. It was it was good, but it just I don't know. Nia Jax is coming along very well. I, I you know her being the 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 big powerhouse that she is, and Oscar, you know her being a striker. I guess to me, her being a striker to me is just I don't know. It just seems a little bit offsetting to me. I know that's her style, but it's just a little bit. I don't know. I think I, I, I guess I was figuring I was going to see more of a development of her coming up sooner, but we'll, we'll see. But for that match, once again, that's another match that didn't hurt any of the participants. With uh, Oscar retaining and Nia Jax, I'm hoping that they bring her in because I know she's going to get the call up soon as well. They like her. She has a look to her. She's she's a she's a she's a big woman. She's she's a sexy big woman too. Yeah, baby. I'm about to get some get some shea booty butter for her. And, uh, and I just hope when they bring her to the roster, just bring her up as this dominant 
dominant woman in, in the in the division. Don't you know do the cheesy corny, oh she's a fat girl, <laughs> cunty, bitchy type shit that the divas or the women kinda do. I just, just steer clear of that shit and just let her be the powerhouse that she can be. And then finally we had the Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe in the Steel Cage, which that Steel Cage was dope. Like the way that they hooked that up was that shit was fucking cool. It looked like a, a trap or something that you'll get in the woods. Like if you wanted to like capture rabbits or some shit like that. The way that it came and it folded in, it, it was really, really cool. WWE really needs to take in consideration on that. Although they have their suspended on the top, I think if they had theirs that way, it it, it helped with the assembly because it looked like they went through that really quick. So that, that, something to consider. It was really cool. That match was 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 compelling as well. Thank you, super super producer Sally. Uh, that match was compelling as well. I thought it was it was cool that uh that this was basically their 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 send off. This was the 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 closing of the of the of the rivalry. It, it, so I know a lot of people were really interested in seeing Finn Balor in his black and white makeup. Some storytelling there. Hmm. And uh yeah, the finish was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed the fact that, you know, the muscle buster off the second rope was to finish everything off and Joe walks away still champ. I thought I thought that I thought that was something to, to be said. We all we all anticipating Finn to get the call up soon as well, but it looks like he has one more thing to do before he gets that. NXT spoilers persisting. You look you 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 check that out on your own. I'm not guaranteeing anything on here, but we'll follow that up later on. But other than that, it was I thought it was really, really cool. The NXT show, like I said, was like I said, they don't disappoint. Their specials are really uh, are really those that, that draw in a wrestling fan. And if you're not a wrestling fan, you should watch it because they're those are the ones that open the doors or something. I have people who have not yet to this day seen NXT and when they watch their first one, they go, Wow, this shit is actually probably better than WWE and you know, at some points they may be right, but through it all, I, I, I'm I'm hoping to see what's the next chapter with the NXT and how the the, the next uh, developing wrestlers come up and who and who else they bring in from the indies. There's a lot of rumors coming up. We got Bobby Roode in the mix. Uh, it, it, we'll we'll see what goes on. I I, I I expect good things to happen from as as always with NXT. Breaking, Breaking news. news. This just in, as reported through TMZ and other sports outlets, it's, I'm sad to say that we have lost another legend of our time in the sports world. Uh, 2016 has just been rough, man. Yeesh, we lose it. I mean, we're losing greats. Man. It's just, it's, this has just been, I, this has been a sad year. This seems to be a sad episode, too. Yikes. But, um, breaking news. So across the sports world, and especially in the NHL, we have lost one of the greatest of all time, uh, Gordie Howe, at age 88. He passed away uh, earlier today. It seems as though that, uh, yeah, man, for you guys who who don't know who Gordie Howe is, check the record books, check history. You know, there's reasons why records are made and records are broken, and he was the reason why records were up there. This man has you know, the, the the record to this day for most twenty 
uh, um, 20 plus goals in a season consecutively and all time. Like he's just uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, uh, Yamir Yager, uh, Sidney Crosby. All these guys wanted to be Gordie Howe. Everybody wanted to be, you know, the uh, Mark Messier, uh, Brett Hall. They all wanted to be Gordie Howe. And with his legacy on the ice and the records that he's left behind, he's another one in our modern era of hockey that has to be thankful for what he's contributed to the game and to sports itself. So our condolences go out to Gordie Howe, one of the greatest of all time, if not the Breaking, Breaking news. news. All right, guys. I want to thank you again for being a part of the regular season sports cast. This is episode 42. We're on our way to 50. On the way up. You guys have been awesome. I've been checking out the downloads. You guys have been responding to us. And just it, it, the feedback has been crazy. Once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of it. Be sure you check us out at RageWorkers.net as well as on, uh, on social media. Get us at regular season sports cast on facebook on uh instagram the regular season sports at regular season sports i'm always fucking that up at regular season sports the youtube page uh you get the regular season sports cast twitter is at rwj santi and uh like i said my snapchat like i said earlier in the show i'm i'm, I'm on it i'm doing that's what i do my goofy shit at you get waterbed red there also if you want to advertise on this show and you want to talk about how that can occur, you can email me at J A Y S A N T I seven twenty two at gmail dot com. Once again, that's J A Y S A N T I seven twenty two at gmail dot com. We could talk about how we could get something set up here. We could advertise on the show. I got a I got a following, man. I got listeners. You know what I mean? So just hit me up there. We could talk business there. Got a lot of stuff that's coming up and for the next couple of weeks leading up to episode 50. Be sure you guys also check out the apparel, man. It's still there. I got a, I got some more, um, ideas and sketches that's coming along for new shirts for the TRS apparel. So check it out. Go to rageworks.net once again forward slash shop and you can, uh, check out what we have there in apparel. It's not only TRSS uh, apparel. We also have all things that are rageworks connected. So be a part of that as well. So, I want to thank you guys once again for being a part. This was this was really cool. So I thought it actually was going to be more, you know, filled with uh, ridiculousness and dumb shit. But we was actually getting under under the quota. The episode forty one actually had more stuff. But yeah, man, it, it, this this has been a cool cool week, man. But on a sad note, we did lose some some people. And I, I just like I always tell you guys, man, make sure that you. You take advantage of life, man. Life, life, life is not a gimme, man. Every day is not given to us. We have to understand that we we need to acknowledge the fact that each second that we have is precious. And I'm hoping that you take advantage of it as much as I try to take care of my time. If my time is not with you. My time is at work, 
It's with family. And it's definitely with my little girl. And that's basically that's basically the time that I really give a fuck about. And if you have kids, you should too, man. So I'll catch you guys on the rebound. Squash. Hello, you already know who it is. It is that bitch, okay? Letty La Loca. And you're listening to the regular season sportscast. The regular season sportscast. (laughs) 